Welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we will be talking with your favorite LGBTQ authors. I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Karis Walsh. Hey, Karis. Hi, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Trying to stay warm. Waiting, (laughs) Waiting for spring. We have a little spring here, some little buds on the trees, so oh, it's nice, coming. Nice. So are you are you in the Pacific Northwest? I am. I'm in Washington. Okay, Washington State. Great. Okay. Yeah. I'm it's in Pennsylvania. Beautiful. I'm sorry about my dog. Oh, that's quite all right. Yep. You you may hear mine. <laughs> okay. So um yeah. I, I'm in Pennsylvania and we just got probably eh, I wanna say at least six more inches of snow today. So yeah. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. I was out there shoveling shoveling paths again in my yard for the for my dog, so <laughs> it's always an adventure. So so, Karis, tell us about your new release called Liberty Bay. I got to tell you, I just read it, and I freaking loved it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was great. So, can you tell oh, our listeners um, about the premise and, and the characters? And Yeah, it's a contemporary romance, and it's set in a town called Palsbo, which is a small Scandinavian town that's just, it's on the Olympic Peninsula, just across Puget Sound from Seattle. And one of the main characters, Gina, is a social media influencer, and she's been having issues with doxing, so she had to kind of find a place to lay low for a while, and she ends up on... Ren Lindley's dressage farm out in Paulsbo and yeah, helping her with her computer. And we've got one who's an influencer and one who is very skeptical about technology in all its forms. Okay. So is Paulsbo a real town or did you make that up? It's a real town. It's one of my favorite places to visit in Washington. It has its own unique character and heritage and a lot of pride in that heritage and that small town feel, but you're so close to Seattle. And that's kind of what I, I love those small town stories. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and you do talk about that in the book. Uh, Gina has to go to Seattle a a few times. Um, So it's, it's, yeah, she's not happy about being away from the, of the hubbub of the city so yeah I really really loved that book um I loved Gina and and Ren and you know um I I liked uh her character like how she was kind of crotchety yet amusing (laughs) you know thank you yeah she was fun to write she was funny to write. I enjoy that. Yeah, that's great. So um, it seems like, like I've read quite a few of, of your books and um, thank you. Yeah, no, you are, you are one of my favorites and I have to oh. tell you, I like, it seems like a lot of them are um, set in the Pacific Northwest. 
Um, is that like an area like you're, I mean, you live there. Have you always lived there? Is that someplace that you're just really familiar with? Yeah, I was born in Tacoma and lived there most of my life. I went to school in Walla Walla, Washington, which is where Love on Tap is set. And except for five years in Texas, I've always lived in Washington. Really? So what, what took you to Texas then? I needed a change. I was going through some things and I knew some writers down there and had a friend down there I went and stayed with. And I had never lived out of the state. So it was a, an experience I wanted to have, and yeah, it was very different, <laughs> but I enjoyed it a lot. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. And then yeah. what made you decide to move back to Washington State? Uh, I wanted to be back with my family. There were some health issues, and I just needed to be back home with my family. So. Okay. All right. That's yeah. great. Nice. I'm sorry yeah. about the health issues, but it's nice that you landed back back home where, you know, you're comfortable, you know the place. That's great. Um, Absolutely. I've appreciated that a lot this past year, especially just being close to family and friends and everything. So. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah. Are things um, subsiding a little bit out there as far as like numbers of, you know, the, the number of cases per day are um, they leveling out? Uh, it's, it seems like it's the increase is dropping a little bit. It's still a little bit scary, but I have a safe place where I work. And yeah, it seems like most people are trying to be careful and healthy. And yeah. Well, that's good. Just a scary time. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Yep. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I had read, I had just read last night, uh, uh, my wife was like, yeah, thanks for, you know, spreading the good news. <laughs> uh, I, I was reading that um, this is going to probably turn from a pandemic into an endemic, much like, you know, the flu or HIV, um, and that we will just have to make adjustments. Like, um, so I don't know if that meant wearing masks all the time from now on but uh yeah so it's not something that's going to go away yeah it's hard to know what how this will shape the future that we're how yeah. we'll be so yeah definitely yeah. yeah so uh karis you wrote a series right called the tacoma mounted patrol series and now yeah. I get it. You're from Tacoma. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but um, can you tell us about um, this series and, and how many books are in it and, you know, anything else you want to share? Sure. That's a, a three-book series, and it's it's all about the Tacoma Police Force re kind of reinstating the mounted unit that they used to have. Um, my mom used to tell me stories about Point Defiance Park where it's set and they used to have a riding stables there and then they also had the mounted police there and that was uh, I believe in the 50s it was quite a while ago mm-hmm. and so I just always had the idea that it would be great to bring that back and so I just sort of brought it back through my books and 
they were trying. The first one is about the issues of people maybe sabotaging the unit, and they're trying to find out why and how they can protect the people and the animals. And so, I, yeah, I, I loved writing that. I loved adding the intrigue element to the romance side of it. So, so there's really not a Tacoma mounted patrol right now. No, they used to have one, but they don't now. Uh, there is in Seattle, but not here. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. So, so when you wrote Mounting Danger, right, that was the first one? Is that right? Yes. Okay. And when you, when you wrote that one, did you intend to write a series or did it just kind of happen for you? With that one, I did go into it kind of adding characters that I wanted to explore in a couple other books. So I had the idea of it being three from the start. Um, I've written a couple other books where characters have returned, but that it was never as intentional as this series was. Okay. And can we expect a fourth in this series? I'm not sure. There are no plans right now for one. I'd love to do another series that would be similar, maybe another intrigue type of series that I go into it knowing it's going to be three or more books. Um, and I've had some ideas for a fourth, but I've just never fully explored them. Okay. And um, so do you have other, other series besides the Tacoma Mounted Patrol series? I just have a couple where characters return um, in improvisation. The characters from Harmony come back. And in Seascape, the blindsided characters show up. Uh And then Sea Glass Inn and Tales from Sea Glass Inn are connected as well. Yeah. Yeah, those were great ones, too. Uh, So Harmony, right, is your, was that your first published novel? That was my first, yes. Can you tell us about how how that process went for you? Like, like one day did you just decide, Hey, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to send it in and have it published. Or like, is it something that you, you know, have been working on for a while or, you know, how did that go for you? Well, I had written a couple other full length manuscripts that never got published. And so I, I'd been writing for on and off for years, just as something I enjoyed doing. And then I had the idea for Harmony and wrote it. It was the first draft was quite quick, about 22 days, I think. And then just That's kind all. of sent it out on a whim thinking <laughs> maybe someone would like this. Um, and then the experience from there was great because I spoke to Radcliffe on the phone about it and she said they were interested, but they, you know, they wanted to make some changes structurally, and there, there would need to be quite a few changes made. And was I okay with that? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> anything. And then when I started working with my editor Ruth, she was, you know, very upfront about this is working, this isn't, this is what we need to do. And I think that that it kind of started me out with a lot of trust with them because they were very honest about, they weren't saying, Oh, it's great. We love it. We'll buy it. And then all of a sudden hitting me with changes. It was from the start, very honest about it. And I think that just set a tone of trust that has carried through and that I appreciate that so much. Wow. That's really nice. That's, that really is. That's great. 
Good. Yeah, you need to be able to count on the editorial staff and the the publication side of it to really tell you, you know, what's good and what isn't, so you can always know when they tell you it's something that they mean. They're not just, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. You don't really need someone to, you know, feed you a story, and then all of a sudden. You know, oh, well, we changed our minds. Here's what we're doing. And, and you're, you know, kind of locked into a contract or something. And I mean, I can understand where that would be very upsetting. Yeah, exactly. I just, I knew from the start and then it made everything very smooth. So right. great. So are yeah. all of your books published with bold strokes then? Yes, they are. Oh, good. Yes, I've had a couple short stories in other collections, but. Everything else has been with bold strokes. Okay. And and Liberty Bay, is that, when did that come out? Just like last month or this month? That was, yeah, that was uh, the January, one of the January releases. Okay. All right. And then just uh, before that, did you have uh, anything out? Or was... Um... um. The one before was Sit, Stay, Love, and that was last year. Okay. And what was that about? I missed that one. That one is, it's set in Yakima, Washington, which is another little town, kind of in the Cascades onto the eastern side of the state. And it's about a woman who, she loses her job and has to kind of desperately find something. So she comes to work at a ranch. And pretends that she knows everything about <laughs> all these outdoorsy things, and she's just really out of her element. And she finds a a little mother dog with puppies under her porch of this house that she's staying in, Aww. and ends up coming, you know, to meet the local vet. And it, yeah, that was I loved writing that one. It was a lot of fun. You know, I believe I did read that. That totally rings a bell now when you said that she meets the vet because of the puppies. Yes, I did read that. I really like that one, too. Yep, totally. That was great. Thank you. So um, you um, do most of your books take place in Washington State? They've all taken place in either Washington or Oregon. Okay. Close enough, right? Yeah, yeah. The Sea Glass Inn ones are down in Cannon Beach in Oregon, which is one of my absolute favorite places to go. And then Worth the Risk is in Portland. Oh, cool. That's a fun town. Um so does Washington State, like, do they know that you're, like, like selling their state for them, um, <laughs> writing these books that are set in this beautiful landscape? And, um, they, they no, but should. I should talk to the tourist board. <laughs> Absolutely, you should. They should be paying you for this. Because, <laughs> really, you do a great job of, of depicting, like, the beauty of, of the coast and, and inland, really. Um, oh, thank you. I, I love it here so much. I love sharing it. You can tell. With people. Yeah, you can absolutely thank tell. You. Yeah, absolutely. 
So um, do you think, so So Harmony, right, was your first published novel. Between Harmony yeah. and Liberty Bay, do you think that your writing style has changed at all? I, I would love to say that I've improved, but I'm not sure. <laughs> when I go back, if I have to go back and read something from one of my older books, I, my voice sounds very consistent, I think, okay. from the start to now. I, When I read, it sounds like me, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, as far as... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, do you do anything differently? Like, do you um, set up a novel differently from the beginning? Um, like, maybe you outlined then and you don't now or vice versa, something like that? I do more outlining now. Harmony was just written more from chapter to chapter. I just kind of went through and wrote it and didn't have a clear plan, which I think is why it needed so much structural changing and editing. But now I tend to outline quite a bit more. Um, a, a, really a pretty detailed outliner before I start writing. Okay. And you think that, does that help you? Um like work through the novel then and is there less uh, editing in those situations? I think so. It seems to, at least with the the plot, it seems to help. And then it's a little easier to sit down and write on the day when you have a plan in mind and you're not just trying to, oh, now where do I start? Because it's so hard to get started every time when you sit at that computer. Yeah. And so it, it helps me to have a, a clear idea of this is what I'm writing today and this is what's happening in this scene. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah, I can see how that would definitely help. Um, and, uh, you know, it might keep you on track. Like if you're prone to, like, be a little, um, uh, you know, have a little attention deficit, um, <laughs> that would definitely try to keep you focused. Um <laughs> Yeah, it does. I still have quite a few issues with deadliness. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, I have my issues with that, but I think that's common. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know too many people who are like really keen <laughs> on their deadlines for their <laughs> manuscript, you know, and, and really like, are like, ah, no sweat, you know. Uh, <laughs> seems like. Yeah, I was done weeks early. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, most people are are down to the wire on that. So, do you have a background in creative writing? Um how did you get started? Now, I was an English literature major and then I studied classics a little bit after college. Um so more on that side of it, the literature side of it, but then I've just always enjoyed writing stories and from the time I was in grade school forward okay. it was always kind of one of those things in the back of my mind I, I want to write I want to write books so and so you just did it uh, yeah I just did a couple a little bit of like Star Trek fan fiction which I okay. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing to admit but there it is and you know nothing published but then I think one of the things that happened is even the books, the manuscripts I wrote that weren't published in the years leading up to Harmony, those have turned into, they turned into two of the Tacoma Mounted Police books because they were mysteries. Oh. And I just think that 
even if you're writing and you're not at the point of publishing yet or you don't know if your ideas are good, they'll come back again. There will be times that come back that, oh, I can use that story or I can use those characters. And so it's all kind of leading up to things, even if at the time it seems like it's it's not going anywhere. It's, it'll come back and be useful somewhere. Yeah, that's great. That really is. So, um, and and just to let you know, I have talked to so many authors who have written fanfic. So nothing, nothing, you know, no, no shame in that game for, for <laughs> real. Like, um, yeah, tons of people have, have admitted that. Uh, so yeah. And I'm sure, you know, it's, it's a great start. It's a great way to, I guess, you know, hone your skills. Absolutely. You have kind of a set, the world's already set so you can be creative within it. And that takes some of the pressure off of having to create an entirely new world from the start. So I think it is a great way to kind of get your feet into writing and give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Is that, um, is that more difficult than developing characters? Would you say like um, creating the, the world, the scene that it takes place in? I, I enjoyed the the fan fiction side of it when I did it, but I really preferred that everything's kind of my own and I can make whatever changes I want or I can start from wherever I want. I I do prefer it to be my own completely. Yeah, I can understand so. that. Yeah, you know, it's all you're because they're your characters, so they're fitting into the world you create for them rather than you know, someone fitting into someone else's world. Right, right. So do you, um, do you draw from real life, like in order to create scenes and stories and characters? I do. I think there are little and big things that are actually from my life. Sometimes it's just as simple as what someone's eating or what a room looks like or an outfit or something, just those small things. And then some bigger things too, uh, like Tales from Sea Glass Inn, the framework of that is the oil spill that happens at Cannon Beach. And a lot of that was based on an experience I had when I was in college and volunteered at an oil spill in um, Ocean Shores in Washington. And so, so it can be, you know, just little tiny details, then it can be kind of larger life events that take place as well. Yeah. Okay. Does that, does that help? Um, like maybe give you, uh, I don't know, something to build upon, um, rather than to, you know, um, have to do research, um, like you already know about it or something. I think it does. And I think for the readers too, I think that some of those elements that are, that you feel really connected to in real life, even if it's just a little tiny thing that happens or something that they see, I think that that feeling of reality comes through and can help invest readers in this story as well. Yeah, I think that is an excellent point. Yeah, there's something, something to hold on to that they're familiar with. Right, right. And I think that, you know, if I were writing stories about the state where I don't live or I've never been to it, it would 
it wouldn't feel as real as the ones that I can bring. This is what I saw. This is what I experienced when I was there into it. Yeah, I can understand that you bring you bring a real sense like that whole feeling aspect to it um, because you have experienced it. Yeah. So um, many of your novels involve horses. Um, Is this a passion of yours or? It is. I started riding when I was nine and I competed for years with hunter jumpers until uh, college. And then a little bit after college, I started teaching riding and I've done that on and off since my 20s so long time wow. <laughs> very long time so are you still yeah. a riding instructor i am i'm doing that part time now i help out at my friend's barn and it's a competitive barn so when they're at horse shows i'll take over the lessons or if someone needs someone to fill in so it's a bit of a part time thing but it's it's something i love to do that's really cool um <laughs> excuse me so um, what style of riding are you teaching, or does it vary? I'm still teaching the hunter jumpers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I used to do that. Uh, that's how I started riding when I was a kid. Uh, okay. Yeah, hunt seat and then and jumping and then um, as an adult, I started uh, doing dressage work, uh, which was fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've done some, just some basic dressage, but we've used that a lot in our flat work. Okay. Just to help, you know, develop the riders and the horses. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really intense. Um, it really is. And it's really, uh, like, disciplined, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you think um, having that background has really helped you um I'm thinking, especially in your mounted patrol series. Um. I think so. One of the challenges, though, for me is that when I write about horses or someone riding, I have to be careful not to try to write a lesson <laughs> and to get too technical about things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been a little bit of a challenge. I love bringing the horses in and my love for them but i i have to try not to sound like i'm teaching something at the same time (laughs) yeah yeah i could see that and also like making sure that you're explaining enough to perhaps a reader who doesn't know anything about horses right or the one who does know something about horses but i'm not saying things that sound (laughs) incorrect or unsafe so it's it's kind of a balance that way but yeah I do love bringing them into my books yeah I do too (laughs) um yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's great so um what's what's upcoming for for Karis what do you what do you have in the works right now anything right now I've got some ideas but I don't have anything that's set or on the schedule yet um yeah, with everything that's gone on, it's been kind of a, a slower process for me for the past couple of years. But I definitely am itching to get back to it. Okay. So I, I got to tell you, I wouldn't mind a sequel to Liberty Bay. Um, 
you know, I can see that coming. Uh, that would be, I would enjoy that, definitely. Yeah. It's always fun to revisit characters and yeah, you get yeah. so kind of invested with them. So. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good one. So, so, Karis, if uh, readers um, and our listeners wanted to uh, get a copy of Liberty Bay, is that available at Bold Stroke Books and Amazon? Or? It is both print and ebook at boldstrokesbooks.com. All of my books are there, and they've got. They're pretty amazing. If you watch their Facebook page and the website, they've got some pretty amazing sales and things going on all the time. There's always a daily um, bargain sale that is a great way to catch up on backlists for authors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a three ninety nine. Um, you know, flat rate every every day for a backlisted book which is great yeah it's amazing and i love how they keep authors backlist in publication as well a lot of places will you know once your new one comes out some of the old ones are filtering away but they they definitely keep promoting backlist books and that helps you find authors that you love and can kind of binge on their books it's wonderful yeah i think that's what happens in in the uh, LGBT publishing world is that, you know, um, as a reader, you find an author that you really like. And I think you do just binge. I know speaking for myself, I'll just go binge on, on everything I can find. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. So um, folks check it out. It's called Liberty Bay. Uh, It came out, I guess, last month. And it's available at Bold Strokes Books. Um, you will not be disappointed. It is uh, the latest and greatest from Karis Walsh. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. So, Karis, do you like to hear from readers and our listeners? Oh, absolutely. I love that. Okay. And That's and funny. how would they contact you? Um, are you on any kind of social media uh, or through email? I'm on Facebook. I uh, can just search for Karis Walsh. I've also got my email address is just KarisWalsh at gmail.com. I'm always willing to loving to chat with people or people who maybe are wanting to write or just loving to read. Either way. Yeah, or you can contact me also through Bold Strokes Books too. Awesome. Awesome. Great. All right, Kara. So any parting words for our listeners today? No, just a very heartfelt thank you for having me here. And anyone's been listening, I appreciate that. Well, connecting this way. Yeah. Well, thank you for being with us, really. This has been great. Um, It's nice to finally meet you and talk with you. Um, You too. Yeah. So, um, well, that's all the time we have for today. Um, And I'm Anita Kelly. And thanks for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. And thanks again to Karis Walsh for joining us today. So until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe out there, folks.